Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi folks, welcome to the Friday episode of the 59th Minute FPL podcast for Game Week 30, which is now powered by Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm hitting the record button on Friday afternoon, just as the last few press conferences are wrapping up. The FPL deadline this week is 11am UK time on Saturday, which is 90 minutes before the early game kicks off between Manchester United and Everton. There we captain Rashford in the early kickoff. On today's podcast, I'll round up the pressers, answer 10 questions from Twitter, discuss captaincy and talk you through my transfer plans. The team news ahead of the weekend, alphabetical order as usual, Arsenal, Mikel Arteta said that one injured player could return to training tomorrow and potentially be available but he wouldn't say who it was. So thank you very much for being so clear, Mikel. That player is likely to be Saliba or Inketia. At Aston Villa, nothing new, so Manny Cash remains out. At Bournemouth, Senesi went off midweek. He will be checked. At Brentford, Janelt is now available. At Brighton, McAllister and Saicedo are both absolutely fine. So good news there for McAllister owners. Chelsea, new manager Frank Lampard didn't give any specific team news away. At Crystal Palace, goalkeeper Guetta is injured again. So he's been ruled out and Wilfred Zaha will also not feature. Roy Hodgson said he's hoping to have Zaha back at some point towards the end of the month. At Everton... As usual, Calvert-Lewin ruled out again and Ducuri is suspended after getting to know Harry Kane in the last game. There's nothing new at Fulham, obviously without the suspended Mitrovic. William is back for this one. Nothing new at Leeds either. At Leicester, Dewsbury Hall is suspended. No updates from Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp at the time of recording. Manchester City, the big one we've all been waiting for today, Erling Haaland. Pep Guardiola has said he trained for the last two days really good, so he will be ready. So, Pep says he's ready, but does that mean he will start? We still don't know. So I'll come back to Haaland when it comes to the captaincy discussion, but at least we got some positive words from Pep rather than his usual, we've got training later, we will see. So good to hear that Haaland is fit in some way or another. 
Big news from Manchester United today as well. Luke Shaw has been ruled out of Game Week 30. Ten Hag said, we have to see about the progress for the coming week. So there's a question on Luke Shaw later in terms of replacements. Should we sell him, etc, etc. So I'll cover that in the question section. The good news at United is Christian Eriksen is available and will be back in the squad. At Newcastle, after the game against West Ham, Eddie Howe was asked if Wilson or Isaac would start the next game. His reply to that was, I don't think I'll burn any energy thinking about that until I absolutely have to. They're the problems you want to have. It's a great situation for me to be in. So it seems like it's going to be one or the other in terms of the Newcastle striker. Ideally, we'd like to see both of them playing. But in the Newcastle system, under Eddie Howe, it's probably going to be one or the other, you know, 60 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. So for that reason, I don't like Isaac as much as I did at this point last week or even just on Monday's episode because Wilson did the business again midweek. So Isaac, if you have him, if he's your route to Haaland, I don't mind that transfer at all now. At Nottingham Forest, Dennis will be assessed at Southampton. Larios, Bilicotchap, Salisu and Che Adams remain out at Tottenham. Nothing major, but Richarlison is back doing individual training. No updates from David Moyes at the time of recording at West Ham. And finally at Wolves, Huang is available. Podence is also available, despite being charged by the FA because he's contesting that charge. And Ruben Neves is suspended. So there is your team news, rounded up ahead of the weekend's action. For more detail on the press conferences, there will be a team news piece on the Scout website today. My first Scout piece is also live on the website. It reflects my journey from 1 million overall to 65k, which I enjoyed putting together yesterday. Give it a read if you get a chance. Question time now. A couple of questions on Haaland to begin with. First one's from FPL Skinny. Do we get Haaland straight back in despite the Bayern games on the horizon and fixture congestion? Is he a rotation risk with his injury? So off the back of that, those comments from Pep today, I think if you can get Erling Haaland in easily for a free transfer, if you've got cash in the bank, for example, I think you should do it because it's a very good fixture. Even if he didn't start and he got 30 minutes, I would still want to own Haaland against Southampton. But I'm hopeful now after those comments, that Haaland will start and maybe get 60 or 70 minutes. Big question is, do we put the captain's armband on him, which I will cover shortly. Another question on Haaland from Anthony. What are your thoughts on selling Kane or taking a hit to bring in Haaland, assuming he is fit this weekend? So I'm in the luxurious position of having cash in the bank so I can very easily sell Ivan Tony and get Haaland in, which was always my plan, which I'm going to follow through with. I'm trying to put myself in the scenario of what I would do if I didn't have the cash or if I needed to lose Harry Kane to do so. And I'm not too keen on it. I'm not too keen on a minus four for Haaland, who's unlikely to get 90 minutes. If you own Harry Kane, who's got Brighton at home and Bournemouth at home in his next two fixtures, I think I would hold on to Harry Kane. And likewise, the minus four, there's a good chance you might need to sell a decent asset as part of that, as part of a double move or maybe even sell two good assets because even if you're selling Tony for example along with someone like a Madison you know for a minus four it's quite dangerous because Tony is still a good option until he gets that yellow card or the ban so and it becomes a bit of a differential now with a lot of people selling them so if you're losing two pretty good assets who've got good fixtures you know Madison 
with Bournemouth at home, for example, this week. I'm not overly keen on a minus four, so I'd probably delay the transfer, reluctantly go without Haaland and hope that his minutes are reduced. So, you know, just on Harry Kane, 22 goals for the season, six assists, 32 bonus points. I just feel like when he's playing a Brighton team that don't keep many clean sheets and then Bournemouth at home, I don't think he should be sold. So Haaland in for a free transfer, absolutely. Gets a little bit trickier if you need to lose a Kane or take a minus four. Question from Shane FPL. Shane is not free hitting in game week 32. When do you think is the optimal time to buy Gabriel Jesus? Shane says, after I buy Haaland this week, Kane or Watkins would need to make way. And again, when it's Kane or Watkins that need to make way for someone like a Jesus, I just don't think there's a space in the team for Jesus because Watkins is on fire. Kane, I think, is a really good option, possibly for the rest of the season. Watkins plays... I mean, if you are really set on getting a Jesus, if you want him as a differential, Watkins plays Newcastle in game week 31. So that might be the exit point. You know, difficult fixture against a good defence. If you do go Watkins to Jesus game week 31, you'll get Arsenal's fixtures of West Ham away and Southampton at home. But again, I see absolutely no reason to sell Ollie Watkins at the moment. Question from Michael Christensen. What do we think about Bruno? Brought him in this week for the long haul. We all know how that went. With Casemiro back from suspension soon and Eriksen nearing a return, Bruno could move back to his old spot. Mikkel says there's no need to panic right. So Mikkel's like me, he's got some concerns over Bruno Fernandes. But I think one of the key sentences there in Mikkel's post was brought him in for the long term. It's just one double game week. It didn't go well. Eriksen's near a return. Casemiro will be back next week. So I think once Eriksen and Casemiro are back in that double pivot, Bruno Fernandes will go back to being a better FPL asset. So for me... Yes, it's slightly concerning, but I think with the good fixtures ahead, he should be a good asset for the long term between now and the end of the season. He's got them penalties as well, so I'm not panicking. He's going to stay for Everton, and we'll just kind of assess it on a week-to-week basis. So absolutely no need to panic. Manchester United's fixtures, Everton at home, not enforced away. Then it's a blank game week 32. If you're free hitting that week, it's absolutely fine. Then it's Tottenham away and a double game week in 34. So Bruno, very likely to stay in my team for the long-term. Short-term pain, hopefully, for long-term gain. Questions from FPL Boogle. Is Luke Shaw a sell? And can we get away with benching him for Botman or Stupinen? So, confirm now that he's not going to feature in game week 30. I think certain teams, it will make sense to sell him. For example, if you've got Haaland already, maybe if you have two free transfers, you can absolutely sell him. Also, if you're not, if you don't have a free hit left, if you're not going to be able to use Luke Shaw and give me 32, you know, he doesn't play 30, doesn't play 32, absolutely makes sense to sell him in that scenario. But for me and many others, if you've got one free transfer and you're going to use that to get Erling Haaland back in or something else, kind of in midfield or attack, I don't really see a defender who's worth taking a minus four for. I don't even see too many defenders that are worth a free transfer. So for me, Luke Shaw is just going to go to my bench. And I mean, this is why we have subs in FPL to deal with these kind of scenarios. In my case, I've got a Stupinen or Rico Henry. And I'm quite happy to play a Stupinen, even though it's a fixture against Tottenham. On paper, it's not great. But if you look back on a Stupinen's points over the last five or six weeks, how good Brighton are, how involved a Stupinen is in their attack and play, I think we could easily get more than two points from Stupinen in that Tottenham fixture. So for me, it's Shaw to the bench and it's a Stupinen in. 
to the starting eleven. If you are keen on selling Luke Shaw, I think I've only got one defender on my watch list at the moment, and that's Chilwell. I still think it's fine to go there. I think he'll be a good option under Frank Lampard, although clean sheets might dry up a little bit, given Lampard's previous record as a manager in the Premier League. Elsewhere, Manchester City defender possibly, but rotation scares the life out of me there when it comes to Champions League and stuff. I might end up on Ederson at some point in the near future, which feels a lot safer. So if you've got someone decent, certainly a Newcastle defender like a Botman or a Fabian Scher or an Estupinen, even Rico Henry, not fantastic, but... I don't think it's certainly not worth a minus four to get rid of Luke Shaw this game week. Looks like it might be short term. So, you know, we could have him back very soon. Question from Darren Coates. A lot of recent content creator chat has been about Shaw or Chilwell. For non-Trippier owners, is he the real must-have defender for the rest of the season? Absolutely. Um, And yeah, there's been a lot of discourse about Shaw versus Chilwell or Shaw and Chilwell. And when you hear content creators talking about that, they just presume that most people already have Trippier. If you don't have Trippier, you're not really doing FPL properly this season. He's an unbelievable asset. If you don't have him, just get him and you'll sleep better at night time. 168 points. The next best defender has 129 points. So there's a big gap between first and second and that is Ben White. He's got the most bonus points in the game with 34. His fixtures are pretty decent, especially in the long, especially in the short term. So absolutely, if you don't have Trippier, get him. For example, if you've got Shaw, make that switch to Trippier this week. Question from FPL Cash. Who's the best goalkeeper for the run-in if you're wildcarding now and don't have a free hit to navigate blank gaming 32? So two options I've picked out here. If you don't have a free hit for 32, I like Nick Pope playing for a good defensive side. No blank game weeks, and he's got a double game week to come at some point as well. If you do have a free hit chip like myself, Ederson obviously doesn't play in 32, but we can get a free hit goalkeeper for that week. And long term, between now and the end of the season, a couple of double game weeks to come for Manchester City, so Ederson could prove to be good value when he often isn't. Very much a fixtures play and a safe route into the Manchester City defence. Question from Stephen. Aston Villa assets beside Watkins. Can you discuss them, please? So yeah, Watkins very much the number one pick from Villa. Other options, Martinez is a decent option as a goalkeeper. Tyrone Mings is very good at 4.4. He likes a bonus point. Seen a few people talk about Moreno at left back. He has started the last five games, but there is always that concern that Luca Dean could get the odd start, which puts me off. I would just go Mings over Moreno for the security starts. John McGinn's been looking good in recent times, but he does have just one goal for the season. And I don't trust the minutes when it comes to Buendia, Ramsey and Leon Bailey. So for me, Watkins number one. Second pick's probably a defensive one, whether it's Tyrone Mings or goalkeeper Amy Martinez. Next question is from Dave McAuliffe. If you can get about nine players for blank game week 32, would you hold your free hit chip for double game week 34? So yeah, very much team dependent as usual. You've got to weigh up whether you think free hit is better for your squad in 32 or 34. My notes here say Manchester City and Liverpool doubling in game week 34 is where the big free hit temptation comes in versus 32. I think if you're like me and if you're already loaded up on Brighton, Manchester United, Kepa, Chilwell, Erling Haaland this week, then I think Game Week 32 makes a lot more sense. So, for example, I've got triple Brighton, I've got triple United, there's six already, Kepa's seven, 
Haaland coming this week, this week will be eight. So I'll be without eight players for 32. So for me, that's a very obvious free hit 32. But I know there's teams out there that are you know don't have as many Brighton, don't have as many United, you know don't have Kepa. So and maybe are betting against Haaland for the next couple of game weeks as well. So in that case, you've certainly got to look at game week 34 or even maybe a you know a game week later down the line for that free hit chip. So it's very much you know different strategies here. For depending on what your starting point is in terms of your current team. Final question this week is from Sean, who says, Since my ill-fated wildcard 26, I have plummeted down the ranks. How do you avoid rash decisions and impulse? Again, a few notes I've made here when this question came in. It says, I remind myself that I have no control over what happens over the course of a weekend of football. I focus on the thought process before the deadline not the outcome after it. So as I often say, you can do hours upon hours of research. You can look at stats until the cows come home. You can look at every Premier League game that is on TV, watch all the highlights. You can have a fantastic team on paper on a Friday night and that team can score 19 points over the course of the week. And I've been there. I've scored 18 points or 19 points in total in an FPL weekend. I need to find some screenshots and share that on Twitter. And the same team that scores 19 points over a weekend can score 99 points the week after. So if things haven't been going well, just you know try not to go on tilt. Don't make you know emotional emotional decisions. Try and you know play a play a sensible game. Those game weeks are gone and just try and just aim for that first green arrow in game week 30. And once you get a green arrow a lot of those negative feelings will, will kind of move away and you'll start making more, you know, better informed decisions. So yeah, don't panic and just try and focus on those few things that I mentioned. Game week 30, captaincy and transfers. Now, captaincy to me is not a straightforward decision. I think the four main candidates are Haaland away to Southampton, Rashford at home to Everton in the early kickoff. Harry Kane at home to Brighton, who don't keep many clean sheets. And Ollie Watkins, who's on fire at home to Forest. So, Aston Villa probably have the best fixture at home to Forest. Haaland is probably the you know best, most explosive option. But there's some slight concern over his minutes. You know, it could very well be a 60-minute appearance. Whereas then you've got a Rashford, who's probably going to get 90 in a pretty good home fixture as well. So, I think for me, I'm probably not going to go Kane, just because... The way you know the situation Tottenham are in at the moment, it's going to be a shootout. I think between. I mean, I like Watkins, but I don't like him enough to give him the armband. And I'm certainly not going to captain Watkins over a Rashford or a Haaland. So it's a straight shootout between the City striker and Rashford at United. And all week I've kind of been thinking I'm going to get Haaland in. I'm going to captain him as long as there's some decent comments from Pep. But the more I think about it on Friday, it's nice to get 90 minutes from your captain. Um, and we're probably not going to get that from Haaland, whereas Rashford we probably are. The early kickoff, it, it is in my thoughts. It shouldn't be, you know, the timing of the game shouldn't be in your mind. But, you know, if Rashford blanks first game of the game week, you've got your whole weekend then to to stew on it when, when the other captains get their points. But I will, that will, that won't be a deciding factor. So for me, I think Friday, Friday night, it's going to be sit down. Think about Haaland, think about Rashford. Do I want to get more minutes from Rashford or do I want to get, you know, hopefully 60 or 70 minutes from Haaland? And obviously Haaland has penalties, Rashford doesn't, which is which is in my thoughts as well. But I won't be giving too much weight to the penalty factor because let's face it, there hasn't been a huge amount of penalties in the Premier League this season. So at the moment, it's on Rashford because I haven't bought Haaland yet. 
when Haaland comes in, I think the Iron Man will go straight on him. But at the, as you can tell, I'm very torn on this. So, you know, when my team goes up on Twitter tomorrow, it could be Haaland, it could be Rashford. But probably leaning 51% Haaland at the moment to 49% Rashford. I'm sure a lot of you will be in a similar scenario today trying to decide between those two players. Gaming 30 transfer straightforwards. Ivan Tony out, Erling Haaland in, which will leave my team looking like Kepa, Trippier, Cher. I did have Shaw down here, but that is now going to be Estupanen, and Shaw will go to the bench. Midfield of Bruno Rashford, Saka and Matoma, and a front three of Haaland, Harry Kane and Ollie Watkins. On paper, to me, that is a team that should get a green arrow, so hopefully it does. Best of luck for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back with two episodes again next week, Monday at midday and Friday after the presser. So make sure you hit subscribe button and leave a review as well. If you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL general or buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL general. Wishing you all a big fat green arrow this weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday. Podcast Network.